Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Nathan. And I am Julie. And this is officially the Anomaly Cast. <laughs> i'm excited how about you i am super excited i feel my extroverted side coming out i don't know what microphones do to me i just feel like i'm gonna be like beyonce like i have wind blowing in my <laughs> bun right now <laughs> not even my hair in the bun yeah i don't know i'm okay i feel like <laughs> i'm nervous the introverted yeah one. i'm still on my introverted side yeah which is the usual side actually very usual side uh, so I'm glad that you're on the extrovert side, so you'll definitely be helping. Oh, yeah. I balance. We balance each other up, babe. Yeah. So, you know what? This is just the first launch episode, and uh, we're just planning on speaking about our story. Yeah. Talking about a little bit about ourselves, who we are, what we've been through, and kind of also talk about our love story. Yeah. You know, there are two sides to every story. <laughs> So it's important that we keep that uh-huh. on the forefront. Yeah. Because, uh-huh. you know, I mm. mean, to you married people, you guys are going to know very well what mm. I'm speaking about, especially men. Yes. And to all my ladies out there, you are definitely going to know that they always want to pin themselves as the good guy, you know? And at the end of the day, he was not that great of a guy. <laughs> See, you're choking well, up already. You are peaking. <laughs> Your voice is peaking. Wow. My wife has a really loud, really high tone voice. I'm learning to embrace it now because it took me many years to realize that I actually thought I had a deep voice. Yeah, that was funny. I remember the day that I told her, I said, you have a high tone voice. She's like, no, I don't. I said, yes, you do. She's like, what are you talking about? I said, you have a very, very high tone voice. And. This was actually a day that I was a little bit like annoyed, you know, Probably. you know, one of those days that you're just annoyed and it's like, you don't want to hear anything high pitch, <laughs> especially near your ear when you're driving the car. And then I remember when you were like, no, I don't. Yeah, I, don't. I was super convinced that I did not have a high pitch voice. And even today, I kind of have trouble like thinking or let alone hearing myself because I'll be talking to someone and I'll be like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And I'm like, oh, why did I sound like that? <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry if you guys just hear a peak in your <laughs> headphones. We're going to try our best to edit that out. We're, we're learning. How peaky am I? Now I'm self-conscious. Conscious? Conscious? Just a little bit. <laughs> it, it gets better, though. The farther you get away from the microphone. <laughs> wow. Rude. Anyway, this is what I have to deal with every single day. All right, so this is our launch episode, and so we're just going to speak about us. Yeah. And so we're so excited to do that. Yeah, baby, how old are you? I am very old. I am 25 years old. Halfway to 50, I'm halfway to 50. I know, right? When I turned 25, (laughs) I was like, oh my God, I am halfway to 50. And that was like, I just felt old. But you know, I'm young. I am. Of course you're young. I mean, people have told me, they're saying you have an old soul. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm actually learning to embrace that because, you know, when I examine myself, I definitely see why people say that. Absolutely, babe. You have an old soul and I love you for that. How and about you? How old are you? I'm 23 and I'm living like I'm 60. <laughs> <laughs> I 
23. And oh God, my snort's coming out. <laughs> Sorry, guys. If you uh, hear a snort. If you guys coming, hear a pig. <laughs> If you guys hear a pig, <laughs> that's actually our dog. That's actually <laughs> Julie. That is not a pig. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man, I'm killing myself here. I'm hilarious. Okay, so you're 23, living like you're 16. <laughs> no, I'm 23. I'm I'm a very fun person. Mm. I I feel like we balance each other out because sometimes I can, I feel like I can get out of control in terms of like my personality, and it's funny because my personality test said that I'm 49% extroverted. And 50% introverted. Yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, she has her days where she was, she's up in the clouds. <laughs> Nothing can stop her. I mean, you're going to notice when she's extroverted because her voice, the tone, <laughs> it increases by 300%. That's how you know she's in her introverted, I mean, extroverted <laughs> personality. So you're 49%? Yeah. 49% extroverted. Extroverted. 50% introverted. Okay, nice. Which is not what I've ever like imagined. I I knew I had like some introverted side, but like I do now I do understand and I see it like on my like week to week basis. I'm not always extroverted. Yeah, I'm sometimes like really introverted. I kind of get anxious speaking with like large crowds. But like there's just some days where I'm like the social butterfly. Like yeah. you've seen me when I'm okay. I am that type of girl. Like if I'm in my social butterfly stage, like my super extroverted side, like I will talk to people, the most random people. Yeah, I went up to a girl and I said, girl, if you don't buy that jacket, I will. <laughs> <laughs> one of those. I am one of those people. I'm like, oh my God, you look so good. And like, I don't know. I like, I like just like talking to people. <laughs> and then I don't also don't like talking to people. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. I mean, I am, <laughs> I remember when I first did a personality test and I was like, no, I'm much more social than I think I am for sure. Yeah. And I'm like answering all these questions and then, uh, I get the stats and it's like 78% introverted. And I was like, wow. And then they were like, <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, you know, cause people would tell me like, Oh, when we look at you, like we always looks like you're, uh, you know, very serious. or you, you seem like a stuck up person. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm not like that. Stuck and they're like, up? people would be like, I'm kind of like scared to speak to you. And I was like, okay i'm like let me do this personality test and really see what's up and the so thing is is that you are just quiet like yeah i feel like because you're just like an overall quiet person like you can be intimidating and i've said that about you many times like you're just quiet you're kind of, you're literally just in your own bubble but you look super intimidating yeah and then with me i just look angry when yeah. i'm serious or like yeah. when i'm thinking like i could be super happy like i feel like i got like the other end of the stick like people see like oh he seems approachable but like kind of intimidating i don't know this type of guy but then someone looks at me and they're like wow this girl looks really angry yeah <laughs> don't exactly. want to talk to her <laughs> yeah exactly and so i was like um I was like, yeah, okay, 78% introverted. And then it would be like, you know, it would give you kind of like the details behind your personality. Yeah. And then um, 
I don't remember which one it was. If it was like Myers Briggs, I mean, there's so much. Well, I don't remember which one I did. I don't know whatever whatever test that is like INTJ. Like you were the architect. Like that was your thing. I'm the advocate. Right, and so my uh, and I was like the architect, and so um, I struggle really. (laughs) uh, I struggle a lot in a social context, Um, and I'm gonna speak about that a little bit later on how I'm overcoming that, but initially it was kind of like an eye-opening for me i was like wow Mm -hmm. i'm kind of seeing myself through a personality test Mm -hmm. and so um (laughs) and it's funny now because and we're gonna go into this more and you know we're pastors and (laughs) yeah we're pastors (laughs) and it was like one of like the most unlikely yeah (laughs) places for me to be was like to be a pastor to be around other people and so um and we're going to be speaking about that more. So, yeah, yeah I'm definitely more introverted. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, everything that I like, the way that I rest is being alone. I could be the, doing anything, but I need to be alone. Mm-hmm. I need to be away from my phone. I need to be away from people <laughs> because people drain me. Yeah. People same. drain me. And uh, I mean, I'll, I'll feel exhausted after uh, after being you know, with around a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Not that that's bad. It's just kind of the way they're wired. Yeah. Do you feel like you were always like that, though? Like, do you feel like you, like, ever since you were small? Like, talking about, like, ourselves, like, both of us. I, I know that for me, I grew up at, like, to a certain age where I was, like, I extremely shy. Like, I was a very, very shy, like, tiny, timid girl. Yeah. who like didn't like to talk to people always like to be like clinged on to my parents and like or like some friends and then i went to brazil and that whole personality changed yeah like i just i feel like that's where it kind of went split into like two parts mm. so you had a moment in your life where you feel like your personality changed yeah and i i feel like i like vividly remember that where like i remember going to brazil and i think you know that because i knew you at that time so like I've known you for, I would say, maybe like 13, 14 years already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, we're talking about personalities right now, right? Well, yeah, of course. But I remember when I my personality oh, switched, yeah. oh, I yes, knew yes, you. Yes, yes, yes. Because yes. that's when I dyed my hair in Brazil. Yes, so that's, that's what I'm right. saying. Like, I've known you for like a certain amount of time. So like, it's been like a long time since we've known each other. In right, general. right, right, right. And so, yeah, um, answering what you said, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like I was, as a child, I was pretty extroverted. Um, I mean, I don't know. There was phases. I had phases that I was more extroverted, more introverted. But um, I really feel like uh, after the 20s, I became more introverted. Yeah. I'm not sure if that was, um, you know, some circumstances that caused it to be like that. I'm not too sure. Um but I always like my own space. Mm-hmm. I always like being in my room. Not that I was a child where I would be locked in my room. Mm-hmm. But um, I had a good balance. I mean, even today, I I am introverted. But at the same time, I know what it is to be with people. Yeah. You know, it's like I don't run away from people. That's at least good. not anymore. Yeah. And so I'm not sure if I had one defining moment where I had that shift. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I definitely believe that it just changes over the years. And I feel like that's different for each and every person. Um, sometimes there can be defining moments in your life where uh, it can like shut you down or it can, uh, 
bring you to like you know another stage of being extroverted mm. uh so maybe it's like that nature and nurture kind of thing yeah. i'm not sure but yeah. in my case uh depends who i'm with um if i'm with people that i like people that i'm comfortable with then that extrovert side really shines mm-hmm. but absolutely yeah it really does and i'm you know i feel like i'm <laughs> a child again in <laughs> some way but if uh well first of all i am really bad with small talk <laughs> really oh bad my God. absolutely terrible i mean like he will I, not answer back he'll it will literally be an awkward pause of like five minutes of them just staring at each other like okay like yeah what else is gonna go? yeah i mean i'm so bad at small talk i mean i cringe at myself when i'm doing small talk with people <laughs> and the thing is <laughs> being a pastor you got to know how to small talk yeah right because you want to give attention to everyone you want to speak to everyone and it's like at the end of the day, it comes up to, hey, how are you? How's work? How's your family? And then after that, I don't know what to say. Like, <laughs> I'm done at that moment, like on to the next person kind of thing. Um, I actually remember, uh, I think like a month ago or a month and a half ago, we had a uh, guest speaker come here to our church and he and she had a son. And uh, oh. he didn't, uh, you know, we live in we live in Toronto, Canada. So there there that goes. We just introduced where we live. Toronto. T-Dot. Brap, brap. 416. Yeah, 416. <laughs> we live in Drake City. We Drake City. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, this uh, this young man, he wanted to get to know the CN Tower, downtown. And just the thought of me spending time with this person that I never met. For how long? For like three, four hours downtown. <laughs> I literally shriveled on the inside. I said, I am not doing that. I'm not putting myself in that situation. I feel like if I do this, he's never going to want to come back to Canada again. But it's (laughs) funny because at the end of it, he was like, I want to move here. And like, I love this place. You guys were all so great. So like, I I think you kind of like push on yourself a little bit too hard because I think you're really, I think you well, you've gotten better. Well, there is one turning point to this Mm -hmm. story. Because I texted one of my friends and I told them, I said, bro, what are you doing today? And uh, uh, I don't remember how exactly how it went, but he was free to go. And so he definitely helped me uh, with that. That So I had to bring someone along because yeah. uh, I struggle with small talk. I really do. And I feel like a lot of introverts struggle with small talk. Yeah. I mean, like for me, I think... I'm pretty good. I feel like I struggle with like starting a conversation. I kind of just sometimes just stand there and be like, what do I say? And thinking for like overthinking for a little bit. And then like once I start talking, I kind of flow. And then I like really get into like a little bit of my extroverted side. But then my introverted side too is kind of, it's hard to get, I guess, through, let alone start a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So babe, tell us a little bit about your story um what's your background tell us a little bit more about that well um i'm a pk so there's not really good things about pks <laughs> <laughs> and what's a pk pat preacher's kid preacher's kid okay i'm a preacher's kid and so i grew up 
basically in church. I grew up with um, knowing kind of like the back ends of what ministry is really without understanding it. Yeah. So I've seen a lot of things happen behind the scenes. I've seen my dad kind of go through emergencies with like people or I've seen my dad getting maybe hurt by somebody and I didn't really understand what was going on, but I kind of know that there's like awkward tension there. So like I've, I've seen some things that maybe not everybody has seen. Yeah. You're like the backstage of ministry. Yes. Yeah. I was literally in the backstage of ministry. Mm -hmm. And so it was, I guess it was hard because, um, it was like, it was hard for me. I, my parents like protected me as much as they could in terms of like really understanding what's been going on behind the scenes. Like, who's going to let like a 10 year old kid know about like a betrayal? You yeah. Know? You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's like a little bit too, I guess for me, I'm glad it wasn't open as soon to me as it was mm -hmm. then, but it comes to an age that you're just going to understand what's going on and without really hearing or let alone needing to see what's going on. You just kind of yeah. know and you feel it. But I grew up, you know, fairly happy. You know, I had, mom and dad my mom is like till today is like my best friend we mm -hmm. always go out to the movies together that has been like our life my life tradition with my mom <laughs> is going to the movies yeah she's a big movie fan oh i am a huge like i can there literally came a point where i would re-watch the twilight series monthly yeah and k-drama too right mm? k-drama <laughs> all of my korean people <laughs> i am obsessed my dream y'all is to go to korea oh my god it's my absolute dream like i'm so into k-drama right now i personally feel like k-drama is just so nice it's so innocent it's so romance i'm such a like i'm a hardcore soppy like sappy romance like the holding the hands for the first time and the first hug the oh my god you're hugging me like i'm that type of person the spark like, yeah oh i love it i love it so much but yeah I'm, I'm just like um i got into like anime too i also have a sister um my sister's name is jen jenny from the block <laughs> jennifer uh, i have a sister and i also have a really, really good friend of mine that I consider her my sister. Like, I've known her since I was two years old. Her name is Lienny. Mm -hmm. She has been, like, my A1 girl <laughs> from the beginning, from birth. <laughs> She's been there, birth. And I'm not to say that to over-exaggerate. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. um, Yeah, Lou has been there for me forever, man. Like, it was, we went to high school for, like, one year together before I... I transferred to another high school and it was probably like the funniest thing being in school. Imagine being in school with like your best friend. Oh my God, disaster. But it was actually like really nice. Um, I went to like a, a really artsy, like imagine going from like a really ghetto, like ratchet school, like for yeah. like, a, like four years of your life, going to like a very like, more dominant white school if that makes sense it was yeah. like i grew up with jamaicans so mm -hmm. it was like that was like where i was super comfortable like who i was comfortable with like it came right. to a point where like i literally understood patois right where i would speak certain things it, it's true nathan is looking at me like i speak patois as well <laughs> i just speak creole, yeah. creole. <laughs> stupid <laughs> uh, but 
I have like Lou, my, my girl Lou, she can testify. Like I was like literally came to a point where I was like also Jamaican. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was also really shy. And like I had like I had this tendency back in the day where like I needed to fit in. Like I needed mm-hmm. to please people. I needed people to see me as like one of them, like yeah. their own too. So like I really pushed myself into like their culture. Yeah. I love it, you know, but. It was also more of like a, I guess, like a mechanism where like I needed to fit in. Yeah. So when I moved to another school, which was like super artsy and super like different, it was hard. It was kind of hard. Yeah. Yeah. How was that transition? Why was, I mean, why did that transition have to happen? Is it because you just moved from one area to another? No. Unfortunately, I got bullied in grade nine. Um, I was... Like, I've always remembered myself to be always wanting to please people. I was, like, mm-hmm. a huge people pleaser. And um, when I got into grade nine, you know, things just were a little bit different. There were It wasn't just, like, that tight-knit school that I had, like, in my middle school. It wasn't just, like, the same people all the time. Yeah. It was pe- uh, other people. Like, high school was, like, a bunch, like, hundreds of people all from mm-hmm. different middle schools. So everyone was just different. And yeah. um, unfortunately, I had... This one situation where this guy liked me and I liked him. I was always so afraid to be with a guy because obviously my dad's pastor and he was super strict. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was the Unpack- devil. It was Satan incarnated. <laughs> if I dated somebody passed before I was supposed to date. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that before you progress a little bit further into the school story. Kind of describe your parents. Oh my God. So I would say my mom is literally like, I mean, oh. and, they've, and they've changed, right? Yes, yes. So, like, kind of tell us... In the past. Yeah, so tell us in the past, and then we'll progress. Yes, so my dad in the past was, oh, the definition of strict. <laughs> like, no phones in the bedroom, <laughs> have to keep your phones there. Like, he would literally, like, we'll be eating, and my phone's not out, and he'll be like, give me your phone, Julie. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I'm just eating my chicken so right now. So he was now. super protective then about over you my dad a hundred percent yeah my mom was the more lenient Mm -hmm. which is maybe why i pulled more towards her than my dad like Mm -hmm. i've always loved my dad don't get me wrong but because he was so strict and there was like such pressure always coming from him that i would go to my mom my mom was the type of one that was like oh my god julie you look so cute in those shorts and my dad's (laughs) like wear baggy pants (laughs) (laughs) but that's funny because you're yeah you're a daddy's girl yeah. So how did that happen? I mean, he's strict, mm-hmm. and but you still found out, find, like there was still that connection though, right? Oh, there was yeah. still that love, yeah, that you felt from him, right? Was yeah. he ex- was he expressive about that? Oh my God, my dad is. I feel like I got my love language from my dad because my dad was super, almost like romantic. Yeah, he like was, in a fatherly way. Yeah, like he like my dad would pursue me. Like yeah. my dad had like he would say babe i love you good morning he would give me hugs he would give me kisses he would like surprise me with like do you want mcdonald's you know and i'm like yes <laughs> i want mcdonald's every child's dream <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> my dad was like super present like i remember my mom like my mom's a singer so she would come to practices on wednesdays to practice to sing on sundays and what would my dad do bring us to mcdonald's we would play in mcdonald's and then he would bring us to leon's yeah if it's a furniture store (laughs) what a dream the leon's playground (laughs) yeah seriously leon's playground was the tiny it was so 
I don't even know. I went from going through like this huge jungle gym yeah. at McDonald's to wanting to go to Leon's. But you know what? As a child, it looks big. It Do you is. remember the so other day fun. when we went there? Yeah, it was the smallest. Yeah, we thing were looking for life. furniture and I was like, like I, I got like deja vu. I was like, oh my God, this is the Leon's that I used to play at. And then when I saw the playground, I was like, this is it? <laughs> I'm like, wow. Well, because we also like not only that, like me and my sister would play there and then we would um, go and like sneak up on my dad. And my dad would always be like pretending that he never sees us. But we're always like giggling and like hiding on the beds and like always wanting to scare my dad. And my dad would be like, whoa, he scared me. (laughs) So like my dad was always like playing jokes. Like, yes, he had that very like strict side of him. Yeah. But he was very very loving like super loving okay i feel like that's where i get it my words of affirmation like that's one of my love languages because i always heard that from my dad especially because i have very curly hair yeah so when i would wake up like i've never ever felt self-cautious yeah about my hair until i started dating you wow because when I would wake up in the morning, my dad, like I literally had a lion's mane on my head. <laughs> like it was so big, like and naughty and everything. And my dad would like push my hair back. And he's like, oh, baby, you look so beautiful. Good morning. Wow. Yeah. And then when we started dating, I would walk down with my lion's mane. <laughs> and you're like, what the heck is on your head? <laughs> and then, uh, okay, so then, then uh, let's speak about that uh how you transitioned you were bullied in grade nine then yeah yeah i was bullied um was that uh like physically verbally emotionally verbally and emotionally Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like because i was such a always wanting to be a people pleaser it it was like so hard mentally on me like i never felt like i could be who i really was or else i wouldn't be accepted or like even if i tried to be a little bit of who i was they'd be Mm -hmm. like that's so weird like what are you doing you know so i'm like "Eh." never doing that again (laughs) (laughs) never mind never mind (laughs) but yeah i feel like it was a lot of i feel like everyone goes through that in high school like trying to find who you are trying to find your personality trying to find who you want to be um but yeah i struggled a lot i moved schools specifically because of bullying Mm -hmm. and like it came to a point where like i was generally afraid of like being like ganged up upon like randomly like throughout school or outside of school where like a group of girls would just start beating me for no reason. Yeah. And that's, that's why I left before it got to that point because it almost did. And okay. I actually left. Like I, I saw that situation and I quickly, like I saw them like looking for me Yeah. and I quickly like didn't even bother like which exit, if it was an emergency exit or whatever, like whatever alarm went off, I didn't care. I did not yeah. want to get beat up. Okay. So from there you went to another school and how yeah. was that? Oh, I feel like that also my personality changed completely. I was like a very like from grade nine, like from middle school, from elementary school to grade nine. I was a very happy, you know, communicative. Like I always was smiling. Like I always wanted to be with people. And I feel like after I kind of was like traumatized in a way, like of how rude and how evil some like a group of girls or somebody could be that I actually like kind of built my own defense mechanism where I, when Mm -hmm. I was in grade 10, like I was like very serious. Like I, I feel like that's where kind of my, the way that people say it now, RBF comes from is because of how long I had that on my face. Like I had to show people that 
Right. You can't mess with me. Right. You know so that I mean? wasn't really because you wanted to have that no, face. No, absolutely not. Kind of like, don't mess with me. This yeah. Is my face. Also, because I was also really scared. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to get, I didn't want to get into that situation again. So what did yeah. I do? I hanged out with tough people. Yeah. Like, I remember I, I was friends. I didn't know. Right. But I was friends with this girl at the time and she was super sweet. Like she was super nice. She was super respectful. But like, if you got on her, like she became like really scary. Yeah. Like she stomped on somebody's face Wow. and, and I saw it and I was like, oh my God. And un- unfortunately she also got expelled because of it. Yeah. But and like to me that was that was my only friend. I was like, oh my god, no! Like, what do I do now? Yeah. But I ended up making like good friends there too. So. Nice, nice. But okay. I also like always in high school. You're gonna get some sort of people who want to kind of be the top and be right. better than you, or like see some things that they're maybe jealous of, or they want to have something, and right. and or there's just lack of understanding of who you are. Yeah. So I I I kind of been in situations where i had to defend myself yeah um but i was also like a very hateful person like i i really steered away from my shy innocent Mm -hmm. like happy go lucky girl yeah i became like more of like a hard because of the the circumstances that you faced right yeah i and i and i never bullied like i was never like going up to a person and putting them down but i did talk a lot like okay unfortunately i really regret that but okay. i did talk like if i was with somebody i'm like oh my god she's so like annoying and blah blah, blah. like i would just talk bad about them okay and then how was the rest of your high school experience i did not like my high school experience at all mm. absolutely not i did not like it and i went through like really hard times in high school like i had like a lot of like anxiety i had a lot of insecurity i actually went through depression and um, I had a lot of like built up anger from trauma that I didn't know was there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I ended up like seeking help, like counseling and stuff like that. And they actually said like, you know, like you're depressed, you have anxiety and you have like PTSD, which is why you react in certain ways that you do, um, react to. So it was like pretty it was pretty hard for me and i also went through a lot of like physical um issues like i had a lot of health issues also like i had a migraine that wouldn't stop for three years straight and i would the doctors thought it was a tumor and thought my brain was like swelling or something and i was constantly on medication i would pass out at school sometimes because of the migraines were so strong Mm-hmm. like it was really bad so like it was a lot of like imagine like going through confusion going yeah. through like not understanding who you are not understanding why you're so angry being depressed being anxious around people and then like also f- saying like hey you might have a tumor in your head or like we have to do scans you're always going to have to be on medication we always have to do blood work yeah so it was like really hard right so it, the way that i see that as well is that was kind of like the most formative years for a a person right their their childhood and then it's like the adolescence right like Mm -hmm. the teenage years and then it comes into um uh you're starting to become more of a young adult Mm -hmm. and so um i could just imagine all of that kind of caving in on you and yeah um kind of like a a domino effect one thing kind of led to another yeah 
And it was like two people kind of going through the same thing. Like my sister was also going through her own stuff. Yeah. You know, so it's like imagine two like teenagers basically like they're kind of going in through their different stories, their different phases in life. Yeah. So I felt like I was never really in a safe safe space wherever I went. So like I really felt unsafe except for like inside my bedroom. Yeah. But even then, sometimes I felt like that safe space was invaded. Okay. Yeah. But thank God that definitely like is not who I am today, which I'm really happy because I ended up dating somebody in my last year of high school. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to the good part of the story. <laughs> I was waiting, you know, you know, I was waiting for this. But yeah. So um, before I started dating Nathan, I actually had like my really, like he was my best friend two of my best friends and it was his name was one of them was dan and hopefully they're going to be okay with me saying <laughs> but dan and manny they were my two top best friends that like i loved and adored they made my high school experience like also a little bit better so i give them props as well yeah but um then when i started dating nathan in grade 12 well, so nathan's my high school sweetheart well how when was the first time that you met me Oh, okay. Let's go <laughs> let's there. Talk, let's go there. Let's, let's go, there. go there. Let's go there. So this is super romantic. Uh, someone can do a movie about our love story. Literally. <laughs> We're accepting applications, <laughs> directors out there, film studios. Yes. You know, we're accepting applications. Absolutely. Uh, go ahead. with. So basically, our church had this fair. And in this fair. How old were you? I was 10. Okay. And how, how, when I was 10, you were 12. Yes, that's right. So we had this fair and thank God, because that was the last fair that we actually had that the church did in the church. Okay. The church did in the church. Well, but that the church did. And so it was like a huge fair that we did. Like we would close down the streets. We would have fire trucks and like stage and dancing. And like we had like these little props where we would play games, like uh, cotton candy machines, popcorn. Yeah. We had a bunch of things. Like it, it was we huge. Shut down the shut down the streets yeah, around the church. Yeah, we would shut it down. Yeah. And so I was actually on. So there were my dad was saying like we're gonna bring more things in. We're gonna bring a dunk tank. We're gonna bring like another tank over there he was bringing like more things and i said oh my god i want to volunteer like i want to be in the dunk tank yeah so my dad's like okay like we'll be in the dunk tank so we all had like shifts on when we were supposed to be on each like to take care of each game so i was in the dunk tank and my friend was there kind of organizing the for people to throw the ball and all that stuff yeah and so i was sitting in the dunk tank and it was like a slow like slow moment People were kind of doing their own thing, eating. So I was just sitting in the dunk tank and I saw this super cute guy walking down with a guy that I know that he came from church and I knew him because his parents would go there and he was with his, this cute guy was with his parents and his two other brothers. And I was like, okay, like this guy's super cute. And I was 10, (laughs) but I was like, I was kind of taken back. Like I was like kind of feeling shy about him. So I was like, okay, and I kind of dismissed him, and I continued on doing my thing. Obviously, I'm 10 years old, so I'm not going to know what exactly is going on. (laughs) But then my shift was over, so I was done being in the dunk tank. So I had my OG style back in the day, which was a ponytail, always. 
And I was looking for my friends. My friends were absolutely gone. And I was like, I need my friends. Where are they? <laughs> and I went to find my sister and I said, hey, Jennifer, like, do you know where um, my friends are? And like, as I'm like asking her, like there were, it was like the group of like teenagers then. Yeah. The and main, who do the I main ones. The main, the main crew. The popular ones. Yeah. And who <laughs> did I see? Nathan. Yeah. Yes, you did. <laughs> Yes, you did. Say that moment. Say that moment that you became red when we locked eyes. <laughs> don't leave that out. Don't leave that yeah, out. Yeah, I was blushing. I was very, <laughs> like, embarrassed. I don't know why. Like, even today, like, I think about it. I don't know why I got so red, but I was super red. And I was like, Jennifer, like, do you know where my friends are? Like, can you help me find them? And she's like, leave me alone. Like, <laughs> Go away, be. Julie. Go away, Julie. You're so annoying. <laughs> so I was like, oh, frick. So I'm just going to stay here. So I was just sitting down. And then I finally they popped out of nowhere and I ran away. And then every Nathan was the talk yeah, of I, the town. I shut, I shut down the block. I really did. Okay, relax. Relax. All right, continue. <laughs> But basically, and I have testimonies. Uh, I have testimonies. Okay, continue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you know it's true. Okay, continue. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> in the end, like the end of the day, we all met up together. And Nathan, wait, hold on a second. Don't you dare forget. Who's that girl with the green eyes? You asked him. Go say it, buddy, because this you is had your, your eyes This on is me. your story. Oh. Say that little part. Story. Say that little part. Go. You want yeah, to? Yeah. I had asked. I, I, I asked. I asked. I said, who's that girl with the green eyes? I, I did. By the way, y'all, I have green eyes. And, and we were super young. I yeah. mean, taking consideration, she was 10, I was 12. <laughs> so <laughs> it was just like imagine. a crush thing. It was just yeah, like, it really like was. very innocent type of thing. And honestly, we became really good friends. Yeah. Um. So right after that, he gave me a hug. And because everybody was in love with this guy, like, yeah. okay, I'm totally <laughs> like <laughs> lifting him up. Ego level one thousand. Exactly. <laughs> but basically, we he gave me a hug, and I don't even think I had Facebook then. But we just yeah. saw each other in church, and we just yeah. became good friends. He was like best friends with my sister at the time. Yeah. So they were really close, and then like as time went on, like we just got in, we just got really close. Like we became like really good friends, even yeah. though I had a big, like I had the biggest crush on him from ever since I saw him. But I knew I had like in my head, I'm like I don't stand a chance just because of how, um, how everyone was. I always felt like I was always like the last girl that yeah. was like how i oh i because like of, oh he's not gonna see me yeah like, he's not gonna take me serious yeah he's i'm like and I, and that's like as i got older too like i was like oh like he's never gonna really like care about me there's others uh, like f six other girls who are like prettier than me and more interesting or funnier but yeah i mean we became really good friends yeah and then when was it we had this little game going on of cat and mouse I like you, but you don't like me. And yeah. then you like me, but I don't like you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It was exhausting. <laughs> how and how long did that go? Oh, that was a long time. That years. was Yeah, that was years. Yeah. Years yeah. of playing cat and mouse. Yeah. I mean, we were so young. Yeah. We didn't know what we wanted and it was like crush, okay, I don't like you anymore. Crush. Yeah. 
it, at the time. But yeah, it there are other circumstances. Yes. That led to that, which I'll I will explain. Go explain. Okay, so because her dad was very strict, <laughs> I mean, it was very very clear how protective he was of his daughter. So, uh, whenever I did have a crush, I never dared to go further. Because so, I was very scared of her father. And what he would do? <laughs> we would joke around. Hubby and wifey. That was the thing that back in the day. <laughs> you're my wifey. Don't worry, wifey. Leading <laughs> me on. And the next thing you know, boom, man shows up with a girlfriend. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? <gasps> yeah. So that's literally how it was. I, yeah. It was literally like that i remember one time i blew up on this kid like i was so mad do you remember the italian night that we had here like the pasta night yeah yeah it was so dramatic now that i'm looking back it was so dramatic like yeah he we were talking to each other a lot and like everything was pointing signs that it was gonna like maybe work this time like maybe we can be on the same page like we can like each other and it got to that point but then i don't know what happened something happened maybe we got into an argument and then next thing you know like this was bbm days we had a blackberry you would have bbm and like you yeah. would ha add everyone's pin and you would have like see your friend's statuses and yeah. stuff like that add the bbm and he had a girl's name on his BBM and his status. And, ooh, that got me mad. <laughs> ooh, I flipped. Like, Jesus walking in the temple, flipping everything. That yeah. was me. <laughs> that but take into consideration that we were just so up and down. Yeah. I want you. You don't want me. You don't want me, but I want you. That yeah. I think it came to a point where we were flirt, but not take it serious. Yeah. And so that's where I was at. I mean, like, I was like... Okay, this is just one more flirty, yeah, moments. flirty phase. It'll definitely not what I was thinking. <laughs> and so we were definitely on different pages. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then you know we both it it became like kind of like it didn't even become cat and mouse anymore. We kind of were just hurting each other at, at one point. Yeah, like we would like each other and then ignore each other ignore each other and then go back to talking and then ignore each other again it was yeah. just like super bad yeah. it became like a little toxic it did yeah and so uh that day she was ignoring me and i was you know clueless i was like what's going on with this girl and so clueless so it was the end of the night and, it, <laughs> and uh uh i went up to her at the end of the night i was like hey julie like is everything okay and she looked at me and what did you say again? Don't ever. Yeah, yeah. And this was a, in front of a bunch of people. Yeah. And she was loud. I said, don't you dare touch me. Because he touched my shoulder. He's like, hey, like trying to hug me. And I said, don't touch me. <laughs> and he was like, what's wrong? I'm like, you're such a liar. And then yeah. like, I went off. I'm disgusted. You're a liar. <laughs> in front of everyone. And I'm like, right. I'm like, what is going on? And everyone's like, Ooh. and then my friends in the background like yeah you better listen to yeah, her yeah you better yeah. listen to her yeah yeah <laughs> so ratchet first of all <laughs> and then like i'm kind of like running after her, be like no julie what's going on i want let's talk let's figure this mm -hmm. out and she's and like i was in the car and my walking away yeah and like, i was so drawn no it was what so dr dramatic so dramatic and she's like walking my away mom was in the car and i yeah. was rolling up the window i'm like don't talk to me yeah yeah <laughs> the the window was down and i was like julie 
texted me and then she like put up the window and she's like don't ever talk to me again while it's like the window's going up <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know i watch too much movies <laughs> <laughs> film directors were taking applications Seriously. warner bros <laughs> Warner Bros. shout out warner bros Tyler Perry Productions. yeah just saying <laughs> But yeah, but we had a lot of that. And we actually stopped talking for like a good amount of time after that because I got into another relationship. Yeah. And that was a little bit longer. Yeah, that hurt me really bad. But I was like, you know what? I really need to focus on myself. I need to do my own thing. Yeah. I need to just kind of move on. So what did I do? What every teenage girl goes through in a heartbreak? I dyed my hair. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) right <laughs> um just because i had blonde hair so he really liked my blonde hair and i said you know what if in order for me to move on and for him to never see me that again that is so dramatic i needed to dye my hair brown that is so dramatic <laughs> but yeah i did that and we didn't talk for a very long time i was actually going through um also some health issues during that time um i was probably at my lowest um i was super super low and I was like really struggling and basically we, my friend reached out because I was actually like really like in a very, very deep depression. And she so this was uh, during the high school phase, right? Yeah. This was okay. during, this was when you were still in a relationship too. Like yeah. I never crossed, you know, like I, we were kind of, it kind of hurt me. So I didn't even speak to him or like friends with him mm-hmm. up until the point where I was like super, super depressed and really bad and really in like into that deep negative mindset and then that state. Yeah. And you were going through that migraine and yeah, I was the going ups through and downs. a lot of things yeah. and he ended up actually reaching out to me and we kind of just fixed things yeah. because we ended things on a very, very bad note. Yeah. 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 But you can say like your side of it too, like how things started and yeah. Well, then uh, let me start at kind of a little bit about what. So we'll leave it right up to that moment, mm-hmm. and then we'll progress from that. Yeah, um, because at that moment, a yeah. little bit after that, like we were friends. Yeah. He actually broke up with his girlfriend. Like they broke up. Yeah. So then we can get into that after. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was uh, born here in Canada. I was. Um, I was raised in Toronto till about 13 years of age. Um, my childhood was unique in a lot of ways. I'm the firstborn, so mm-hmm. uh, my parents had all the opportunities to make their mistakes with me. <laughs> We're gonna screw this guy over. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like the 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 youngest one of the family. Right, their youngest sibling, they always get the better side of the okay. parents. <laughs> uh, I mean, people's percep- perspective can be different, but I feel like that was kind of In my case. my case. Um, my parents were very loving in their own way. Yeah. So my mom was my mom's Portuguese, my dad's Brazilian. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was also very strict for uh, a good amount of my life. I would say till I was about. 16 15 my dad was strict mm-hmm. um and i don't say that like as a victim mm-hmm. but because it, it it really made help me be who i am today and i'm grateful for that because I'm, I'm very happy with who i am um but he it was like very rigid um you know a lot of discipline uh 
And so I kind of grew up with that. My mom was very loving as well. Uh, I was born in the church. I was born in the Assemblies of God. A-G-A-G. A-G-A-G. Oh, and God. so I uh, <laughs> I know exactly what it is to be sleeping during the all-night prayers. Mm-hmm. I know what it's, li- what it's like to be there on the Sunday nights, Sunday mornings. I know what it's like to be at church Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And um, <clears throat> he's exaggerating. Just yeah. So you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit. The Monday, Tuesday, I, Wednesday part. Not yeah. The other one. And, and it's going to be important that people know that I have a really dry humor here. Oh my God! Yes. Because guys. or else he you'll does. think that I'm being serious, and I'm really not. But yeah. we'll we'll get back to that. And uh, you know what? I actually really like my childhood. I really did. I feel like I spent a lot of time outside exploring um kind of like trying to sneak into like abandoned houses around the neighborhood oh and like you know playing baseball playing uh like road hockey yeah soccer basketball i i know what it's like to like run through alleyways and so i had a really really good childhood good. i really did and uh, i feel like with every childhood there is like those things that were very good and those things that were that were very bad as well and so um that was for about 13 12 yeah like 10 11 years of my life in toronto Mm -hmm. but that was when my parents decided to move to a city called milton Mm -hmm. and that was a very rough transition for me because i had all my friends in toronto and so i was kind of like i left the big city and i always liked the city and I left the big city to go to like this small town that was still developing like 40 minutes away. And and that, that was very rough transition for me. It really was. I, it was the best decision mm-hmm. that my parents made. I mean, even looking, you know, from the front back, like financially and so forth. But that was really rough for me. I really miss my friends. I, those those were the people that like I knew yeah. during those like formative years yeah. and I had to stop and I was just like I moved into a city that I didn't know anyone mm-hmm. and so that 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 was hard for me and so then I stayed there from uh grade six up to the end of high school um, I also had a couple experiences of uh, being left out yeah. I feel like for most of my life, I've been having, I had a, a problem with rejection. Mm-hmm. And so I had you know, instances where like, people would just like reject me out of nowhere for no reason. Yeah, and like, just be rude, you know, yeah. give you like the cold shoulder yeah. and you didn't even know what was going on. Yeah. And, um, and so I kind of reject, I kind of felt rejected, um, since my childhood, up until those years and i'll explain that a little bit more mm-hmm. and um then i went up into grade nine and i kind of had the same sim- similar story as well i didn't know who i was i wanted to fit in um i was never a person that had like a big friend group mm-hmm. and so whoever i did have i would hold on to very tight mm-hmm. and, and when they would leave that would hurt me a lot yeah. and so when i went to grade nine i had a really good friend uh, that I that I had as soon as I uh, uh, got to Milton, mm-hmm. and so I really established a good relationship with this guy. But he like totally switched up on me in high school, mm-hmm. and so that hurt me a lot. It really did, and it was rough. 
and uh taking consideration all this time i was in church but yeah i had like two different lives completely (laughs) there was like the nathan of the church and then nathan two steps outside of the door like same it was really different yeah in high school like it would be hard for people to know that i was a christian yeah exactly right but i was always a uh, very goofy in high school i was kind of like the class clown i would like the attention and um when that extrovert came out i didn't know how to control it mm-hmm. and so i had a, a lot of experience of like um the tension being sent out of the class <laughs> skipping class yeah getting there late intentionally so that everyone would see you when you walk into the room mm. and uh, i i struggled in school for most of my life i remember when i was about uh maybe i was like grade two or three they put me in like early um what is the programs once uh, like the child struggling in classes i'm thinking i i went through the same thing i was in those classes it's like the basically like extra extra it's too it's not tutoring but it's like like, it's like special attention if that makes yeah because i remember when they put me in that they actually wanted to see if i had some kind of deficiency Hmm. so they wanted Mm -hmm. to figure out if i had some kind of like uh deficiency in concentrating and focusing and so they actually thought i had dyslexia which is crazy because i had the same thing like i struggled basically my whole life with like ever since i every like till college i struggled also with learning and stuff like that it was really hard for me to memorize things till today it's very hard for me to memorize things they actually thought i was dyslexic so yes well we both kind of had the same yeah yeah and i and and i feel like it was also just a lack of discipline i was Mm kind of the child where well both my parents didn't graduate from high school my mom came from portugal and uh, she ended up leaving high school before she graduated to marry my dad. My dad came from Brazil, and um, he actually never even went to high school. And so my parents didn't have the educational background. They never really, they would ask, right? How are you doing? Where's your report card? But never like, <laughs> you know, sitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, but never like sitting down with me and you know, really giving me that support. And so I was, I was never that uh, good in school. I had a rough time. My report cards weren't well. Um, and so I kind of had that experience up to grade 10. After grade 10, I kind of felt the pressure of, oh my God, two more years and I graduate, what am I going to do with my life? Mm-hmm. And so I really tried to, uh, excel in school but at the same time it was hard for me because i had friends most of my friends and this is funny most of my friends were doing well in school i mean there were some that were like uh just didn't care but i also had some that you know knew what they were doing they were kind of like part of that popular crowd Mm -hmm. but they weren't dumb you know they were actually when they came to the books they studied and so um uh, I, everything that I did a- after that point was trying to do well, but I feel like I didn't have the background because I would like slack off so much in like grade nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was always like, felt like I was one step back. I feel like everyone was always ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And so um, then I started to fight uh, to be, 
to excel to be because it was that thing about like oh are you going to university or are you going to college and i felt like oh at, i hated it, that question yeah I felt, and like, it was like stupid for yeah saying i'm going to college yeah exactly they're there like, was like oh. that oh yeah they're oh. like what college and everyone's like oh i'm going to university a b and c or that and i was like yeah you know and, and i was taking college courses mm-hmm and so I, I totally shifted my courses in grade 10. And so I was able to catch up. So there was a moment where I was like in grade 11 doing like grade 10 math, but in university level. Oh, wow. And so then, then I felt like super embarrassed. Like I was one year older I was and people would think that it. like I didn't pass that course. And I so I was taking extra because I failed. <laughs> and so I had that. Okay. And, um, during that moment, of course, that same thing, I didn't know who I was. I tried to fit in. Um, uh, I had a lot of like different crushes, girlfriends, moments like that. The list goes on and on and on with the girls, man. I was front row with this little phase of his. Yeah. And so, I mean, because that was like, you know, I don't know. I feel it like was that kind was kind of like what every guy was doing. Yeah, it was kind of like what every guy was doing. Yeah, like, oh, are you with her? Yeah, are you dealing? Yeah, are you guys dealing? And um, I feel like at the end of the day, I kind of craved that attention and that affirmation from somewhere, mm-hmm. and that was kind of like my s- escape because mm-hmm. I never, I never had a background with like hard drugs, mm-hmm. alcohol. I mean, I would like party and stuff, go to parties. Just do, do dumb things, but I never w- was like an addict. Yeah. Right? I mean, um, and so going on, uh, I, I did everything that I could to get to university. Mm-hmm. And you got there. And, and I did get there because I graduated in grade 12. And then after that, I went to an adult school mm-hmm. to do uh, the university courses that I did not, did not have. I passed it and I actually got to university. And so I had in my heart to be a doctor. I really wanted to be a doctor. I really liked um, the nature of it. I liked the job. Mm-hmm. And um, in high school, I actually did a co-op at a hospital, which was super hard to get in. And I got selected. So I was around them. I was around the nurses. And I just felt intrigued just to take care of people and like, be um, be like a channel of uh, restoration, I guess. Which is so funny because you're literally a pastor now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so uh, I was like, man, you know, if I could just dedicate my life just to help people, that's cool. Like, I feel like I want to do that. And so um, I did that adult school and then I actually went and got accepted to the University of Guelph. And the first semester of university is when we started dating. And so, um, uh, I was in a previous relationship, which did not work out, thankfully, because now I'm with my beautiful wife. <laughs> oh, but we en- actually ended on you guys breaking up. Remember? Yes. So, basically, what happened was... Yeah. Well, we ended it on, like, the, the Italian night. Because then, I was... No. Remember I said, like, we were super dramatic, and then we... We're not friends anymore, yes. and then we ended up. But you were in a relationship. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I was in a relationship, mm-hmm. and it's actually funny because I brought this girl to church, 
and like me and julia were already like very tense yeah i like, brought like her to church we and i even brought her to know. her house y'all he freaking brought his <laughs> ex-girlfriend to my house we we had an event with the young adults here at our church mm -hmm. and it was kind of like a question and answer night with her dad i'm pretty sure it was yeah and so we all went to her dad's house and you know me clueless i was like i'm gonna bring my own self and my girlfriend there <laughs> when i got there it was like so no. tense in the basement i but felt it's like it's funny because he was the only dumb person there because <laughs> everybody when i talk about everybody was literally like what are you doing like because every, everybody knew that we had this weird thing going on and um like obviously like i'm not like i was also going through my own like issues in life so like It, it's not easy seeing the person that you like basically are in love with, like with somebody else. Yeah. So, but I was too prideful, but also I am respecting that he's with somebody else. Like I'm not going to be that type of person that's going to like want to steal or like get in between a relationship. That's yeah. not what I did just because of how bad that has happened. Like, and I've seen happen in my family too before, like with my aunts or my uncles. Like I really am like super, like I, Kind of it, it was also one of the things that I actually had to overcome with Nathan was trusting him because he was my first boyfriend, technically like serious boyfriend. So it was hard for me to like really trust him. But yeah. he brought his girlfriend to my house and everyone's like, what are you doing, bro? You are crazy. Yeah, everyone's looking at me like you're insane. Yeah. Bringing your girlfriend to Julie's house. How can you do that? Yeah. And I was but I mean. I get it. I I'm, mean, like you were trying, like at the end of the day, you were bringing right to an event. That right. I and, was, and I was uh, never, unfortunately, at right. my house. <laughs> and I was never apologetic about like who I was choosing to be with yeah, at that moment. And you I, shouldn't. And I wasn't like that person like, oh, I'm going to hide you or I'm not going to bring you. Because of her. Yeah. No, absolutely. I find I would. Yeah, I, I'm not for that. Yeah. But I'm glad But, that yeah. in a way you did bring her to my house because it probably showed her as well. Like, I don't care. You know, like yeah. you're you're the one that I'm with. Yeah, yeah. And so um, it didn't really last that much after mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. I mean, like a couple months. Yeah. And then um, we broke up. Yes. And, and but before you guys broke yeah, up, I was we in actually the, like became like friends. Like, yeah, we, yeah. He, it became like, uh, it became very like, I forgot that word. It was just friendly. Yeah, yeah. It, like, we yeah, just friendly, it yeah. was just like kind of like we were acquaintances. Like, yeah, acquaintances. Was yeah. Good. yeah, yeah. Like, there was no neutral. It was like, yeah, neutral. it was neutral. Yeah, there was no bad blood anymore. Yeah. Like, I feel like we both at that moment kind of decided to let the past go. Yeah. And just move on. Yeah, kind of like uh, accept where I was and yeah. where you were. And it was like, we went through that. It didn't work out. And now we're in different stages. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And I remember I was in high school and I was doing my like parenting. I was in parenting class and I was working on uh, budgeting like a whole project that I had to do for like how to raise a baby, all that stuff. And he re texted me that day and I was in the library and I remember that. And he said, hey, good morning. And I was like, why is he like texting me like super random? Like we don't really talk like we're okay, but we're not yeah. like texting each other. So I was like, hey, good morning. What's up? Yeah. And then... <laughs> I just broke up with my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and take do? wait. It will, oh, also, I was pretty much blocked on all your social media oh, up yeah. until that point. So That's we're true. acquaintances, but I was still blocked. Yeah, I blocked. I blocked him. Y'all. Yeah. Because I I did that also for me in a way, because 
like I did not want to be that type of person to like see if there's a new post being like a being taken or like a story like I was literally constantly seeing like or like I'm on Instagram in the back of my head was like is this story gonna show up is a picture of them two gonna show up yeah. like it was just like I didn't want to it was like messing me up so I'm like you know what I'm just gonna block him also he's pissing me off so yeah <laughs> <laughs> also take into consideration as well mm. um I mean this is we, we even before her we were always like this like i would like pardon we were like an item what does that mean like we were always like in a way together yeah we we're always in a way together it was weird it's like i i tell her today i said i always had this like small tug in my heart for you i don't know what it was it was just like this uh i don't know if i if it's like love i don't know if it's mm -hmm. that but like more like an affection yeah you know it's like I would offer to like drop her off at home or I'd wa I'd offer to pick her up. Yeah. And, um, like he would text me like, do you want anything from Tim Hortons? Like yeah. I'm going there with like yeah. my friends. Like he would always text me like, do you want anything? Do you need anything? Yeah. yeah. And I even, I even remember that I prayed one day and I was like, Lord, take this away from my heart. I want to move on. You know, I'm with another girl now. Take this away. <laughs> yeah, it was funny because it was like New Year's and we do this thing here at church at New Year's where we like put our like goals for like the next year and like prayer, whatever we want to what whatever we want to happen. And I wrote in that paper and it's probably like somewhere yeah. <laughs> it says get over Nathan, have yeah. him out of my life. And I put that in there and I sealed yeah. it. I said, Lord, let your will be done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And even I think it's another New Year's too before this relationship i put on your yeah. paper i'm like marry nathan or something no, like that you said be nathan's wife yeah be nathan's wife and so yeah which is funny yeah yeah it, it's funny because where we are now we're but actually married. so the relationship didn't work out yes and then i texted her i said you know we broke up and then guess what instantly the social media got on <laughs> i was on blocked on twitter on facebook <laughs> on instagram but i also was like trying to have you like i was not wanting him to come to yeah. me like i did not want to be a rebound and yeah. that was like my biggest fear like in a way like yes i was a little happy that they weren't together but at the same time i did not want him i did not want us to be together yeah so i was telling him like how to get back with his ex I was like, if you love her, go after her. I'm sure you guys can fix things. I'm sure you guys can move on with whatever has happened. Like, I didn't know. He yeah. didn't give me details. He just told me that they broke up. Yeah. And he did tell me, like, I still love her. Yeah. So I was like, go for her if you still love her. And But then I didn't know. Later on, he told me that he had a conversation with Warwick, which was, like, our good friend. Mm -hmm. And you were talking to him about him, about, like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it was it was pretty rough for me. That was like my first major my first major breakup. And so it was hard. Mm -hmm. Uh I, I I had invested a lot of emotion into it yeah. and a lot of time and energy and I was like you know, thinking like this is going to work out and it didn't. And so I spent like a you know, a good amount of months just trying to heal from that. Yeah. And then in that time we were just like talking, we were yeah. just friends, we'd see yeah. each other at here church. at church. It was nothing like really serious until yeah. I think it was before my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like over time we just started to like just kind of like get that spark again of how we were before, yeah. you know, like that yeah. like friends yeah. and it came it came like it came warmer and warmer. But you were always like one step back. Yeah, I was I was like really like I was really hurt by him. 
like very, very hurt. And I was so afraid to get hurt by you again because I felt like I couldn't, like I was in such a bad place too mentally. I feel like yeah. if this guy hurts me one more time, like I don't know where I'd be, like yeah. where I end up. Like I think I would be like completely broken, like I'm done. You know what I mean? Like yeah. A broken girl, like a broken vessel, just like totally yeah. broken, you know? Yeah. But and then the past couple of months went on mm -hmm. and then I started to catch feelings again and you were like totally not there yeah. and we were talking and we were talking and then i made I, him cry y'all yeah I so did. we did i decided to have a conversation with her one time and i was like you know i know everything that i did in the past i just wanted to let you know that you know i like you and you know i want to try something and you know i was super expecting in this conversation like i actually thought and i brought like gifts right yeah. i brought like gifts to but you that's what opened my heart to you yeah and i brought gifts and we we're talking and she looked at me and she's like She's like, uh, you're part of my pain. And, you know, she's like, he's like, I, I don't want anything to do with you. And I was just friend. like, basically like melting he's like, Stop, in the driver's seat. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Stop. Don't say anything anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, no. And I'm like, yeah, I had such a good guy in my life before. It was like a guy that I'd never met or like texting a little bit. He like was like, like an hour away from toronto but he treated me very nicely and <laughs> he was like and i couldn't be with this guy but because i was also afraid of dating in general yeah. but i was also afraid of getting hurt but i was like i threw a guy away because of you and da, 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 da. but then he gave me you know after we had that conversation like i he looked so intensely in my eyes that I thought he was going to kiss me. And I was terrified. <laughs> that he was. I mean, I was there to like make it work. Yeah, I, know. I really was. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I, I really did realize I was like, man, you know what? Julie's the one for me. This is why I've been feeling like this the whole time. Yeah, um, this is why everything is happening. And I really felt like it was the Lord's direction. And it was because literally that like and I and I say this to everybody. I don't know what it was. But my best friend at the time, she went to go to the bathroom and ended up seeing. We were at a like a bowling, bowling alley, alley with yeah. a bunch of friends. And I the had, same day. Yeah. And I was really like I was because of so many years of masking my emotions. I was really, really good at hiding things. Yeah. So after that big like disaster, we all went out with friends. And he was depressed. And like I was like super sad. I was like, wow, like, you know, that really didn't go the way they expected. You know what? It's done. Yeah. I messed up. It's not going to work out anymore. And then uh, I was just there moping around, quiet. And yeah. everyone's like, Nathan, what's wrong with you, bro? And I was like, yeah, yeah bowling. Oh, no. Like being like super. Yeah, she was like laughing. And I'm just looking at her like she doesn't even care and this and that. And so like yeah. I went outside. And this day it was actually like super dusty oh where I was. Oh, my God. No, shut up. It, it was so dusty. It was so dusty. Like uh -huh. I sat down and I felt some dust going to my eyes. And then, you know, you know when your your eyes start uh -huh. to tear up because of the dust, uh -huh. like a the like dust. a like a de like a defensive uh, defensive mechanism. And okay, it was like, yeah. And, and then like her friend comes out saying like, "Oh, are you crying?" And he starts crying even more. <laughs> <laughs> and I and for some reason, like I was looking for her. I was like, "Where did she go?" And I had this urge to find my friend. I was like, I don't know why. So what do I see? I'm looking and I go into the bathroom like, hey, girl, are you in here? Nope. I'm like, oh, my God, what happened? Where's my friend? <laughs> and I see outside and I see Nathan like with his head in between his legs, like hands oh, are like 
crying and i was like and it was literally in that moment i'm not even kidding yeah like i felt like something opened yeah. in my heart I, I like bro- it was I like i felt like i felt like my my heart was like a heart of stone from like constantly putting up walls and when i saw him cry yeah it was as if like a, a like a couple bricks fell yeah and i was like oh my god like he has feelings he's actually has a heart you know yeah. he's not <laughs> rude <laughs> yeah yeah but, I, I mean i was super genuine at that moment too yeah he was it, it was it was, gave, it was real he gave my favorite candy he gave me a teddy bear and a keychain and yeah. he put his cologne <laughs> on his teddy on the teddy bear and oh my god it smells so good yeah and that like i feel like it was that night like after those gestures and me actually like I feel like it was that moment after seeing you cry and I looked at that teddy bear and I actually went to sleep with it. I was like, man, I want this guy, but I'm so scared. And it was literally yeah. after that, like things just started organically flowing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it just happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, after that day, we just started to talk and it was a little bit awkward, but then it. Like, I apologized to him the yeah, next, like yeah, she apologized the, on to that me. Sunday. I like went up to everything him and just I was hit like, off from there. everything inside of me was like, trying to say like i like you too and i'm so scared but i was like yeah. i'm so sorry i kept saying i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i'm so yeah. sorry and he's like it's okay like he was being so sweet about it and then like after that i felt like even more bricks like falling from my heart yeah and then we just i feel like at that moment we just put everything behind us and we just mm-hmm. started to pursue each other mm-hmm. like in, in an innocent way yeah you know the lo- the hugs were getting a little bit longer every time we saw each other. And he, he grabbed my hand, like held my hand for the first time. I remember, yeah. and I was like, "Oh my god, this is happening!" Yeah, and it it was happening, and we were very. Yeah. I was very happy. Was it happy was something so fresh. It was like butterflies yeah. in the stomach. Yeah. And um. And when I, I went to Brazil. Yeah. Oh my god, he broke my heart. I feel like all my walls that I've ever created yeah from we, him like we, we're completely broken when i went to brazil because he came up to me and he held my hand and he was like julie if any like whatever happens to you in brazil like you taking this time away like if you still want to be with me then okay like that's great but if you don't want to i know that i gave it all that i had i was like oh my god <laughs> and i started cr- i was bawling at the airport like people thought i was and, like crazy and i hadn't talked spoken to your parents yet right yeah we we're just like flirting but and we people were hearing about it and everyone kind of knew like nathan and julie are together yeah but it wasn't formal yeah it wasn't formal yet and so you went to brazil yeah and then um we spoke every day yeah we spoke every day i mean that summer i had like my phone bill was like four hundred dollars <laughs> because oh. of the data charges and I mean, like, oh, my God, it hurt. But at that same time, I'm like, oh, but I want to speak to her. And like, I was like, oh, my gosh. Now that I look at it, I'm like, man, <laughs> it was worth every penny. Yeah, worth every penny. <laughs> and so uh, we got to the point where I was like, I'm going to speak to your dad. Like, let's take this serious. Yeah, let's do it. And so I was super nervous. He downed I was super because <laughs> everyone is like, you have to talk to her dad. You know, people that were like closer to her dad uh like luyani's sister grace mm-hmm. you have to talk to him you can't just continue doing this and I, had we kissed before before yeah. brazil yes we had so it was like it was getting serious yeah. we had kissed already and i was like does and he I know told my parents i kissed oh yeah, yeah yeah she told him i was like why would you do that i haven't been spoken but my to parents your parents were like, but it was weird because my dad was like nice that's good and my mom's like did he kiss good like that's my mom <laughs> and then my dad was like 
okay if you guys you know if you guys want to be together let him talk to me yeah i was like okay he was like super open about yeah. it which is weird yeah but and, he I, was. and i feel like today like that's called the old fa- old-fashioned way but i like that way i love that way and so i, I i'm gonna carry that on I even with to. our kids like if you want my daughter you're gonna have to come to my house talk to me yeah but our conversation was in his office at church and that was like the most intimidating place on the planet for like every guy in this church that was uh was um how do i say it like not crazy but i don't know in portuguese it's like bagunceiro i don't know how to oh, say oh like they're like always oh, i'm thinking like, like so oh causing trouble causing trouble yeah, yeah yeah there it is there it is it was like the most intimidating place so um I remember when I got here, uh, I called his secretary. I said, I don't want to speak to him. And so I got here. It was like on a summer day. It was super hot. And I was so nervous <laughs> that I bought a Hall's bar. And I literally hate a, all, a Hall's bar, bar in 15 minutes. I ate the whole thing in my car. I was like sweating. Like chewing on it. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so someone and then like I'm sitting in my car and he's in the car with someone else pulling up to the church and I was like, oh my God, this is happening. And then I get out of the car and this person that was driving your dad and dropping him off, he looked at me, he's like, huh, gonna have the conversation? And I was like, oh God. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. And I was like looking to your dad and we didn't have really that intimacy. Yeah, but thank the Lord my dad's super extroverted because he just talked his life Yeah, away. so we got in here and I was like, you know, as you've been hearing, you know, me and Julie have been talking and all I said was like, and I want to kind of know what your thoughts are about it. And he just went off and he just spoke and he spoke and he spoke and he spoke and he spoke about respect. He spoke about boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad that he did that. That that really helped us a lot when we date when yeah. we were dating. He really did. And so he, he gave me the go. And so that was but huge. It was funny because he went in there not asking for like his blessing. Oh, yes, that's he right. He was just saying, like, like what, do you, what think? do you think? Like, of us being together, like, what are you, do you think maybe we should wait a little bit more? Is Julie allowed today? Yeah. And my dad's like, I give you my blessing. And Nathan's like, okay. I I'm like, okay. All right. <laughs> I'm leaving with my blessing. <laughs> and so I called her and she's like, oh, did you talk to my dad? And I was like, yeah, I did. And everything's okay. And she's like, oh, that's cool. Trying to take it all normal. Yeah. But I know like deep down inside she was screaming oh absolutely as soon as that phone call ended i'm like i have a boyfriend yeah <laughs> and so when she got back from brazil that was kind of like the big day like we just saw each other and it was oh. like the first time that uh, i feel like it was so good though because yeah. there was so much like anticipation of seeing it was each other. it was and we, we missed each other so much it was and it was so fresh too because i was like let's go to mcdonald's and it was like yeah let's and go I saw his mo- okay y'all his mom was known as like the mama bear yeah yeah like that's right the mama bear like you mess with her sons like that's it claws are out and she's pouncing yeah so like people were like be careful with your sagra which is mother-in-law like be careful with her but she's like the best yeah and so we went to mcdonald's that day and that was really fun it was just so fresh oh, it was so much fun and um I was like, you know, your parents, like, it was so fresh. I was like, does your parents, do your parents let us go to McDonald's alone? And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. You know? And then, uh, so. As long as I was back. Yeah. There, there was the curfew, curfew at that time. There yeah. was the curfew. Like, I was like 10 or something 10, like that. Yeah. Or No. Was it 10? It was 10. Yes. But youth yes. night, like when we had youth night, it was like 11. Yeah. When we went to church. Yeah. yeah. And so there, the, I remember that um, me and her dad, we just slowly became 
friends like yeah. we didn't know each other yeah. and so it was kind of like establishing that trust over yeah. the years but not only that like the, his trust with you happened very quickly too because he would not let me go out with the like the youth or like do anything like that's in terms of like staying past 11 if yeah. you were not there yeah if you were not there he's like you were coming home it's either you're not going you're coming home at 11 yeah I, I, but i really remembered that I think he really trusted me after one night where we were at a friend's house and um, and uh, they were the leaders of our, the young adults at that time. And so we went to their house and her dad was good friends with the, the leaders, right, of that, of, of the young adults. Oh, yeah. And so uh, we were kind of there just chilling and he went up to her like, oh, what time are you going to be home? And she's like, oh, I'll be home by 10. I was like, okay. He was like, okay, make sure you're home by 10. And so that day I decided to drop her off. Like, I think it was like nine, nine 30. Yeah. It was nine 30 or like we left at nine o'clock there and yeah. they don't live far from where they used so to probably not like live that far. It was nine like 15. 15. Yeah. Nine 15. I dropped her off and I, and then that was kind of like, my dad wow. was like shocked. He was like, why are you, I thought you were coming home at 10. And I like looked at my dad and I was like, he wanted to drop me off early to respect your, to respect your curfew. Like I said it in like an attitude way and he <laughs> smiled. He said, yeah, I'm starting to like this guy. Yeah. And then after that, we just, um, we would, I mean, every single time we went out and then like we were coming back, you, I always said, text your parents, tell them we're coming back. But he always dropped me off before curfew. Always. Yeah. He never dropped me off. And if it was, maybe it was because of traffic or something. Like I would, he would always say like, text your parents. Like I was very communicative with my parents always. Yeah. And so. We really started to become friends. Mm -hmm. We started building a great relationship between parents. Mm -hmm. uh, we never had like, I mean, maybe like one or two rough bumps. Yeah. Like, but and that but, was like not even in the beginning. Like that right. was like, like one rough bump that I've ever had with like with your parents was before we got married. Right. And then um, I became really good friends with her dad. And then it's like, this is a thing where it's like, I would like go to her house and because I lived in Milton, they would be like, oh, you know, just stay the night. We have a room yeah, here. Over, so he would sleep in the guest room. And that was huge for me. I was like, oh, yeah. my God, I can't believe that. That's so cool. And then and then I had a lot of breakfasts with your dad yes. where we spoke a lot. And yeah. your dad is like he loves breakfast. He loves the morning time. And I do, too. And you, you and your mom would sleep a little bit yeah. later. <laughs> and so it'd be my uh, her dad and i were just speaking in the basement we've done that like they spent a many lot times. of quality time together yeah we did so we really constructed that father and son relationship yeah. and it it takes time and yeah. being intentional he <coughs> was he was very intentional about getting to know my dad and gaining his trust and being with him and growing together in their like friendship slash yeah. like father and son relationship yeah. so like he showed like a lot of intention, like intention. Intentions. Yeah, I was very, in I was very intentional on respecting what he told me that day in the office. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like if I did that, then I would gain his trust. Yeah. So it was really like after after that, our relationship just kept getting yeah. stronger and stronger and stronger. I yeah. Kept falling, and falling harder and harder in love with you. Yeah, and we were at that. We were very involved here in the church. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, we we served. We were, we were here with the young adults. There was a time as well where we were uh, like teaching the teenagers because mm -hmm. my parents were leaders at that time. Mm -hmm. And so we were very, very involved. But, you know, we had never spoken about ministry. That was never no. in our plan. Uh, Julie I did not want that. Absolutely not. I didn't want that at all. <laughs> 
I was uh, I was in university. I did university for two years, and then I dropped out because that wasn't working out. Mm-hmm. And then I, I I wanted to become a businessman, uh, an owner of a construction company. So I did a a course in business and in construction, and then that didn't work out. Why? <laughs> Which what we're gonna say right now. <laughs> And I wait, I actually wanted to. So I went to school for two years for social work and I was going to get my bachelor's degree in social work. And I wanted to do also psychology because I wanted to be a social worker there in the hospital. That was my dream. I've always wanted to work in the hospital. I've always wanted to help people and counsel people. That was my area. Anything that has to do with mental health, anything that has to do with counseling like that's like that's my area. I love it. I'm passionate about it. And that didn't work out. Why, Nathan? Drum roll, please. <clears throat> so, <laughs> when there was a service where her dad came up to me and he's like, I want to speak to you and Julie. And I was like, whoa. You know, well, that like, never had happened. I was I like, do? what did I do? <laughs> I was like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> and so we, uh, and then I was like, Julie, try to find out what your dad wants to speak about. Try to find out. Like, I'm super nervous. Yeah, my parents would not. And they would me. not say it. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was, but then I was like, you know, are we going to be sent somewhere to like Africa and do missions or something? Like, that's oh what I was thinking. Boner. I was like, that's what I was thinking. You know, we're going to be sent somewhere because mm-hmm. uh, we, our church um, has relationships, mm-hmm. and, you know, all, all around the world. And we do some and we do missions. And so that's kind of like the only thing that could come to my mind. Because I thought I was in trouble. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like I didn't even know. I'm what like, I what did. did Julie do? Yeah, I didn't even. I didn't even know what I did. Absolutely, I was like, I literally did not do anything. What am I getting in trouble for? Yeah, but yeah. He ended up talking to us about and giving us an option to go to. Yeah. Well, before we get there, <clears throat> what else is there to say? So we were involved at the church, and also, uh, at the age of 16, I received a very strong yeah. word that kind of like shaped a lot of uh, my decisions. Um, Well, kind of not shaped, but it was in the back of my head always during my life, which was that God was going to, uh, you know, make me a pastor. Mm -hmm. And and that was a very, very strong moment. Like the whole church was present. Yeah. He, the pastor had put his, uh, his jacket over me and it was very powerful, very powerful. And uh, I always thought, like, God, how is that going to happen? And then and, you know, I didn't like I wasn't people would give me opportunities and I was very shy. Yeah. My first opportunity in like preaching was like a disaster. It was like <laughs> I had a bunch of notes. I read it all in five minutes and I had nothing else to say. I was so embarrassed. I did not see myself with the microphone. I did not see myself like my pastor. I really didn't because he's an, he's an amazing pastor. And I did not see it. I did not. Uh, there was nothing in me that I could say, like, I know how, how God is going to do it. My parents aren't pastors. I don't have a family of pastors. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was like, all right, God, if you're going to do it, you're going to have to do it the way that you want to do it. I don't know how that's going to happen. Yeah. And we were dating at that time. Like, well, that we were single when that whole thing happened. Like the word that the pastor gave to you. Yeah. And then we were together and then there was this um, apostle who came to church and he actually like gave a prophetic word to both of us. And it was funny because 
um, he was he was preaching and I kept seeing him look at me and I said, oh, my God, Nathan, he is going to call us out. And I was like, what is going yeah. on? He's going to call us to do something or say something. And and then he goes, Pastor, is that your daughter? And then my dad thought it was for my older, my, like my eldest sister. But he saw me and she wasn't there. And then he was like, yeah, that's my daughter. And yeah. he said like that. God was going to like send us and God was going to prepare us, prepare us for the ministry and yeah. all that stuff. And, and it was very powerful. It was very powerful. And we cried. And then two months after that, a pastor, like they were eating, like we had this like event at church and, um, there was like pastors from like all over Brazil and like maybe in Dominican too. Like they all came for like this huge Bible study thing that we used to have. And they were all eating or like in the back in the VIP room and they were talking, everyone's laughing and having good things. And God spoke like at that moment in such an awkward time on the table, on the table to this pastor. And this pastor looks at my dad and he's like, pastor, I have something to tell you. And he was all serious and everyone's laughing, like kind of doing their own thing. And then he turns to my dad and he says, you think that the keys to the church is going to be for your, your, your oldest daughter. But in reality, it's going to be for, for your, uh, for him and your daughter. Yeah, and that was crazy. For pointing I mean, for me into Nathan. Yeah, I mean, we're like, you yeah, know, okay, right. uh-huh. Like, like what not. are these keys? Like, you know, or, yeah. there was nothing. There was never a plan. No. Really wasn't. But over time, I was um, just had finished that construction course, that business course. Mm-hmm. And then, like, something just started to, like, burn a little bit more because I was I was teaching here with the teens a little bit more. And I was kind of, like, entertaining the idea a little bit. And I was like, yeah, who knows? You know, maybe God will send me to like a seminary or like a Bible college or maybe like six months in Brazil or something like that. And then I remember exactly one year before this big date that we're going to be speaking about. I was looking at a school in Dallas, Texas, and I like kind of presented it to Julie. I'm like, how crazy would this be? I don't remember this at all. Yeah, I was like, he presented, I don't remember it. I was like, what? I was like, look at this cool program. How cool would it be if I went? Like, would you allow me to go? Because I would be like four months out and then I'd come back to see you. And then I'd have to, I'd have to go back. She's like, yeah, you know, that's cool. I was like, like yeah, yeah, if you yeah, want to. Inside, I'm like, hell no. You are not. We are not doing long distance yeah. relationships. <laughs> but it was like uh, I, I saw no way that I could go. No way at all. And then one year after was that day that our pastor came up to me and said, I want to speak to you and Julie. And then that same week we're in the basement and then we're just sitting there and they're like, you know, me and your mom have been praying and uh, we've been hearing the voice of God and uh, we want to present to you guys uh, an option Mm -hmm. if you guys want to. It was never forced and it was never something we'd ever spoken up before. I was actually super against it. I had never spoken to her dad about ministry ever, like nothing at all. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, God told us to send you to prepare you guys, like to invest in you guys spiritually. God is telling us like you guys can choose wherever you guys want to go. And I was like, but he offered us this one place. Yeah. He's like, you guys, do you guys know CFNI? And then I was like, oh, my God, that's the school that I had told Julie about. And it was crazy. Like I was getting goosebumps. I've never heard of this place. I'm like, Dad, I just got accepted into university. I had a scholarship. She had a scholarship and everything. She was like, no, this is not for us. And I was like, I was just quiet. I was like, no, this is for us. Like there's something here. I was super against it, like extremely against it. And then in that process, 
was when uh, no one knew. Oh, oh, I hope no one is hearing that. My phone. Oh, my gosh. We're learning. We're learning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. We'll see that after. Um, and so that's in the meantime, no one knew about this. We were just praying about it. And that's when like the apostle spoke. And mm-hmm, that, that's, that's right, when that's the apostle right. spoke and it was yeah. like oh my god like he does not know anything about this and god just started to confirm it confirm it confirm it yeah. and then we went yeah. we spent three years at an amazing bible college Absolutely called christ amazing. for the nations institute and it's funny because our church is called christ for the nations is mm-hmm. it connected no <laughs> like like our pastor in the 80s, he dreamed about going to CFNI and he was not able to. Mm-hmm. And so when he went with us, it was like a dream come true. He's like, I wasn't able to go, but my, my kids. Yeah, my kids. Yeah, yeah my kids like my are kids. able to go. And so we were still dating. Like one night before that, we were catching a plane to go to Dallas to like, um, you know, uh, move into our, our the our campus in our dorms was when I asked her to marry me. And so that was amazing. It we actually three years it was literally on the day of our three-year anniversary yeah we 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 got engaged on august the 10th three years of dating and then we spent our first year there which was amazing i I mean god just started to shift so much in our hearts and in our lives and in our minds Mm -hmm. and then um we planned our wedding for the next year so we went to cfni 2019 of august Mm mm-hmm and no, then no sorry 2018 of august the 10th and then we got married august the 10th of 2019 mm-hmm. and definitely talking more about marriage we'll enter into that into another episode another episode we'll talk more about our cfni experience yeah. and a little bit about what how what like marriage taught us and yeah that stuff. and so christ for the nations institute was really the place where god spoke a lot mm-hmm. just confirmed his promises and what he was going to do and there was so much internal change that yeah. was happening and that's kind of like where the anomaly cast came from. You know, I received a word that God was going to use me um, through like social media, YouTube. And, you know, I said, you know what? I'm was I'm very scared. I don't like attention, but now we're doing it. And that's kind of where our podcast, you know, passion started yeah. coming out a little bit so now we're yeah. launching our first episode yeah and, and and in that time we had to develop a lot yes we, did. we really did there, there was so much of a hard shift there and i can't wait to speak about that yeah you know i feel like we did pretty good for our good up for our first episode i think so too i'm like we have talked a lot yeah i mean i i like this i know i really like this too. i really enjoyed this yeah you know what thank you so much for tuning in thank you for being here uh hopefully we didn't bore you (laughs) Uh, and so we really want to thank you for for coming here honestly the vision for this is really um to just speak about our 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 perspective our opinions about so many different things and honestly me and my wife were both anomalies we really are (laughs) it's like no one would have said that we would be where we are today i wouldn't have said it i don't even think our parents would have said it nor everyone else around us would have said nathan and julie would be in this position today yeah and so our stories are that we're we're something that uh, our stories are not normal Mm -mm. we're we're where god put us we're people of faith where god put us it's really not normal like it just doesn't add up yeah and so we're really anomalies 
anomalies. We yeah. really are. Yeah. We really deviate from the standard, from the normal. Yeah. And we're here today. And so um, that's 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 us. We're the Anomaly Cast. And we're going to yeah. be speaking about so many different things. Yeah. Uh, sharing our, our heart, being very open. Yes, being very honest, being very real. And uh, I'm excited. I really am. So thank you again for tuning in. Um, we're going to be seeing more about, you know, if you can follow us, share this podcast, yeah. like, uh, comment, <laughs> comment. <laughs> and all of the other things that will help us uh, to reach more exposure yes. on social media, on YouTube. And so thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah, thank Take you care. So we love much. you guys. Also, last thing, follow us on Instagram. Yeah, the yeah. Anomaly Cast. The Anomaly Cast. The Anomaly Cast. Follow us there. Comment. Send us a DM. Yeah. If we don't know you, uh, we'd love to get in touch. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.